When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
I can smell you. I can I can smell you from down the road. Eight four seven. Huh? Uh, all of a sudden, old man Marley comes up and he like slams. He's like, his... why don't you at least use your husband's toothbrush? Oh wait, you don't have one. This is yeah. why you should... like oh. Like also just like lie to kids. Like when he's like, is this ADA proof? I lie to wait, kids wait, wait. all the time. I, I do lie to kids. You're not a kid. You're very old. <laughs> I don't know why I've given her an old lady voice. Ah, I give her a guy, a Connie's voice. No, she um, wasn't old lady. Old man Marley slams his hand on the counter as Kevin is there. This old man Marley is really scary as fuck. And like Kevin backs away with the toothbrush and he's, she's like, "Hon, yeah, you got to pay for it." Wrapped hand. That's why yeah. he like his hand is it's hand is it's there was like a bloody spot like it's fucking there was stigma stigma on stab, his hand. Yeah, like he said, it's perfectly like the way, it would be great if like rag with a fucking old rag wrapped around it. He just slams it down which i'm like dude if you're already bleeding you have this old fucking nasty rag like he's like i'm gonna slam it down on this public countertop it would be uh, great if deleted scenes of this movie were like old man marley adjacent where he was like like he was self-harming he's like oh <laughs> no family uh <laughs> stick the knife in deeper you know and he's like cutting up his hands and stuff and i'm just like i i I just feel so bad for this man. He's doing a generous service. He's salting the block for like this entire fucking neighborhood. Like, but also adults, certain adults are scary to kids. And I remember that. I remember being scared of my grandpa who who had a stroke by the time I got to know him. And like, I, I said this, I think the other day on the show, or maybe it was a talk to my sister, but we were talking about how I used to like act like I was asleep when I went to Columbus, Ohio, because he had a stroke and I'd never known him pre-stroke, but he was really scary to me. And he'd be like, Let's go, McDonald's. And he would streak with his like stroke voice, and I would like, oh shit. And then he just picked, I, I can't imagine you uh, somebody offering you McDonald's and you still pretending to be asleep. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> this is the one because he drive who drive this big car, and he would like drive all over the road, and it would scare the shit out of me. And he'd always order like a Coke with no ice, and I was like, oh god, it's scary too. <laughs> and like, but 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 when you got older, I realized this was his way of trying to communicate to me. And like everybody had said, what a good man. He's like, don't let them charge you for the ice, kid. Listen, it takes up space. It's them trying to save money. They're not going to, the golden arches aren't going to get me. Yeah. I wish he could speak that clearly. And why does he sound like you're psychic? You're using the psychic (laughs) voice. Um, um, But anyways, Kevin steals the toothbrush and he runs out and Jimmy's like, we got a shoplifter. Oh yeah, the fucking Jimmy, this fucking fucking dork who works there, who looks like fucking Rick Ash. Like, they're like he's like running with the toothbrush and they're like jimmy wait and he's like no police officer by the way if they uh, if they updated this if they updated this you J- jimmy would be like just let him go jimmy we've got to let we cannot do anything we like remember like how you see videos now of them going into purse shops and like the <laughs> apple store and they just let them rip the things out of the, and they can't do anything about it like it's like just let him go just let him take it kevin's like taking all the toothbrushes and kevin's like I'm a criminal now as he's like going across the skate pond and slides through the cop's legs, which is, it's and fun like, to evade police. Like giving a ticket to like this woman who's probably, you know, it's around the holidays. So she's probably, you know, has a DUI because that's what the holidays make you do. Unlike what Ryan thinks of like, it's a wonderful life. It makes you appreciate the holidays and love so much. And it's just like, no, it's just like this commercial, like this commercialistic of like, who is like, who out of all of us is the richest? And like, so he's like giving this woman a ticket and they're like, officer, he's stealing a 98 cents toothbrush. It's not even a fucking Sonicare, which I get they didn't have Sonicares back then. It's the principle. 
It's just like, okay, Jimmy, you fucking dweeb. And so they're like, officer. So the cop takes from like giving this woman a ticket to he like, he books it after this, you know, eight-year-old who's stealing, you know, a dental like hygiene tool. It would be, you know, thank God he didn't draw his firearm. Like you stop right. Like this could have been a shot to the back for this kid. Well, thank, well, we're in the whitest part of Chicago you've ever seen. And he's a blonde, he's a blonde white kid. He's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> so anyways, we cut to the criminals. They're wrapping up the robbery of a different home on the block. And Harry's like, uh, Marv, Marv's coming out with all this goodies. And he's like, <laughs> and Harry's like, what's so funny? What's, he goes, why you, uh, you did it again, didn't you? You left the water running, didn't you? What's wrong with you? Why do you do that? I told you not to do that. He goes, Harry, it's our calling card. He's like, all the great ones leave their mark. We're the wet bandits. And he's like, you're sick. You know, you're really sick. I'm sick. So yeah, you they, are. How do you rob that house? It When you look at it, it's like, it's like one of those scenes from like when somebody has like a raging, like, you know, like college party where everything's smashed. But like how he's doing it, which is like, uh, like he's going around and just like doing like supermarket yeah. takes off the thing. He's but not he, taking care of the items. But no, he's doing it like he's the fucking like murderer. And I know what you did last summer. It's like he has a hook hand. Like he's yeah. just like everything. Yeah, is he's with like, his crowbar. He's like, like he's, he's just gonna... like like metal, just like everywhere. And I'm just like, you're like, it's just. I don't think you're getting good. Well, they're things. not. They're not working with the full deck. But uh, so anyways, he's like uh. They they get out of there. It's daylight, you guys. And all like little Kevin McAllister comes running from shoplifting this toothbrush. And the car, the van, the getaway van almost hits Macaulay Culkin. And they're like, oh, God. And Kevin's like, sorry. And Harry's like, damn. And Marv's like, Sandy, don't visit the funeral homes, buddy. And Kevin nods. And Harry's like, OK, OK, Merry Christmas. And Harry smiles. And he shows the gold tooth at the same gold tooth that the cop smiled at with on the night before they left for Paris and Macaulay Culkin sees it. He's like, Oh, and Marv's like, what's the matter? And Harry's like, I don't like the way that kid looked at me. Did you see that? And Marv's like, you ever seen him before? I saw a hundred kids this week. And Marv's like, let's see what house he goes into. And Harry oh, follows. Kids Kevin are just soon. like the rudest stares. Kids like look at you. Kids are so fucking rude with how they look at you. Well, they didn't have this deep conversation in this. They were just like following Kevin McAllister. So they're following him in the van and Kevin realizes he's being followed. So they're like, you know, maybe he went into the church and Harry's like, I'm not going in there. And Marv's like, me neither. And Harry's like, let's get out of here. They're like, that's where that old man pedophile goes to look at his granddaughter. I'm not being well, with that. Kevin, freak. Kevin hid in the, um, the nativity scene. Did you, that's where he came out of for the church, the nativity scene. And I thought it was really cute. Oh, yeah, where he, like, hides under, like, a blanket. Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice nativity scene outside the church. And Kevin goes, when those guys come back, I'll be ready. We cut to the McAllister house. Harry and Marv pull into the front house. Marv rolls down the window. And Marv's like, did they come back? And Harry's like, from Paris? And we cut to the inside of the McAllister house where Kevin's dancing while moving a bunch of mannequin and card cardboard cutouts with the song "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Have a happy isn't that isn't that the song they're playing? Yeah, so he's playing that, and it's, it's like so at fun. first I was like, "Is it like House of Wax? Like, why are there so many fucking mannequins in this house?" And then I realized that she's like the mom was like a design. The mom's like a fashion designer. Oh, is that what so, she is? So I, did, I didn't why, pick that up. Um, well, it's like when he was running through the house, like at the beginning, and I was like. She has like a like a model in her in their bedroom. 
mm-hmm. like this, like sewing machine. But the sewing machine is so fucking old. It looks like a sewing machine, like a like a sewing machine that like would be on the Titanic or something. Of like when somebody's like making dress, of like this dress is going to be fantastic. If, if I don't die of cholera before <laughs> before I'm done, it's going to look great. Uh, and so they're like <laughs> goes down into the basement, and he's like scared stuff. There's like more mannequins and like sewing machines down there, which I'm like they're going to be so fucking disappointed when they break into the house this house because all this house has is fucking old ass sewing machines like mannequins and poinsettias i don't see anything else of value besides like the house's like property value which you can't steal that um but it's like i but you know kevin Kevin the kid is probably worth good money oh yeah well he's gonna fucking take a fortune we got this for our client mj michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) i just think about like this little psychopath of like how many, like how long he's been playing with these mannequins. Like he's fucking like Ryan. Like by the way, by, by the way, he's having a blast. Like um, Ryan Gosling and fucking Lars and the new, like Lars, Lars and the real girl. Well, there's a, there's a Michael there Jordan, there's a Michael hours. Jordan, Michael Jordan cutout, which there's a cardboard cutout that was in Buzz's room, I think, which made me think of the story. Do you, do you remember the story about the cardboard cutouts in my car? Oh yeah. How you lost your virginity in front of Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I guess I, <laughs> in i it was like a chevrolet or like it was like this hat it was like this i'm trying to remember the make and model of the car but it was a thing where you could put the seats down and that's where i lost my virginity in the back of that car but well that's a very at, specific car because it's like a delorean there are only a few I, cars that used, uh, their seats go down okay. so i used, there can't be I used that to work, option. shut up I used to work at Harkins movie theater and they would let me take the posters and the stand, the standups home. And I had sister act two and I had Michelle Pfeiffer from Catwoman. And I put the, I put Whoopi Goldberg on the passengers, like the back seat, the passenger side and Catwoman on the other. And I shit you not, I would go out of my house every time and scare myself and be like, huh, huh, like, like I thought I was like, huh, huh. I, said, huh. I would I would like get scared every time thinking somebody was in that will be Goldberg was in the backseat of my car. I, mean, oh. I like how you never once thought of like, I should take these out. No, like, oh, just- no, I was, I, by the way, and this was, I think in the time when I was obsessed with the Grease 2 soundtrack on cassette. God. And, uh, I, so I'd be like, I thought I was the coolest kid. I was like, blaring grease too with two stand-ups in the back of my car and windows. I just like, I like the thing is anytime you talk about your childhood, Ryan, like, and then what you told us today, like, I just can't believe those girls didn't have sex till after you left. Like, it's just like, <laughs> you just sound so cool. Like, you just- I really, well, well, I think you also, it was like, I was in, I, I was in theater and you're encouraged to like, you know, not be Drive weird. Drive around with but, cutouts in your- Well, you're, you're not- guess, you're, you're, The thing is, Ryan, you're weird even for a theater kid. And something that's from a theater kid, we were like home, like a, like a different subjection of like homeschool kids. We were homeschool kids, but like that were like allowed out. Like no, I was still I was still student council. I was still I wasn't like I, I was I, I did all the announcements every day on uh for the whole. I'm school. sure you vo- did. You voluntarily do the announcements. They were probably like, listen, kid, we got it. Like I just just let like Mrs. Smalley just read the pledge. Uh, uh, you're sir, like, I got I'm, it, and you're sir, like, I'm every a, day I'm, I'm going to do it in sir, a different character voice. Sir, please back up. I've got this. I'm a professional. Uh, here is the news for April uh, 18th, Horizon High School. Uh, we're expecting a sunny day, so make sure you have your sundown. Uh, social studies will be held in the library today. Um, no, I did it every day, senior year of high school. And that was when I had my my ex-girlfriend, and I remember like she was sick one day. And so I said over the announcements, 
Like I put a word in there for her. Like that's how dorky I was. I was like, I gave you a signal on the announcement today. You know, like I said something in your honor, you know? I can't, I'm, I can't imagine what the word was. It was pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Just like little Kevin McAllister said to these stand-ins as he's having a blast. Dancing around here is like, ah, we'll come back tomorrow. Maybe they'll be gone by then. We better get out of here before somebody sees us, mom. I give this kid so much credit because to put these mannequins together, like we have a mannequin at the store that we named Monique. And truly it is so hard to dress that. Like it is every, anytime I have to dress her, I like, I'm like, oh, like, oh no. Cause it's so hard to put them back together where it's like, anytime I have to, and it's like her leg is almost is always falling off. And I'm just like, nobody gets it when I'm like, let's just have like an Aviva dresser, like in a, like a riding outfit. And they're like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, what about Paul McCartney's ex-ex-wife, Heather Mills McCartney, when she was on Dancing with the Stars as the first paraplegic? And they're like, no, you still have to dress her. And I'm just like, it it takes like an hour to get all the limbs the right way. Like, it's a very hard thing to do. And it's like, they were worried about this little fucking weird psycho genius not being able to pack a suitcase. Like, he's like, they treat him like he's like fucking... But they don't know. Like, they wouldn't know. They don't know. Like he's they, a sociopath and pretending to be fucking Lenny from A Mice and Men. And instead, he has all these, like, intricate little, like, traps. That's how I see you're going to go one day. Like, Len- Lenny from A Mice and Men. I see that eventually your caretaker will be like, and you'll be like, pretty rabbits, pretty rabbits. And you'll be like, yep, the rabbits are pretty, Annabelle. The rabbits are pretty. And <laughs> and then just off, off screen, you hear a shot, you know, like, uh, just keep staring at the rabbits, Annabelle. The horses are pretty. Yep, the horses are very pretty. And then I, ha- I have seen sm- I, Annabelle. I, I have hair. seen I have seen small soldiers, Annabelle. I have seen small soldiers. <laughs> yes, Chevy Chase was in Man of the House, Annabelle. You're right, Chevy Chase. Were you was. more of a man? Uh, were you more of a Man of the House or a Jungle to Jungle person? I was. I was. I was. I was, I was more of a man. Period. No, no, I was more of a, I was more of a Batman Returns kid. Um, I was watching. Real, wait, did, you had to have liked Batman Returns. That's a Christmas movie. Wait, is that the one with um Charlotte the Penguin or, and Michelle Pfeiffer? Which Michael is the Keaton? one with Poison Ivy? No, that's no. oh no, I know. Oh, my no, favorite uh, one is the um, George Clooney. Um, oh Clooney. God, Batman and Robin. Yeah, Are you out of your mind. That's so dumb. It's oh, it's no, a gay pan- well, no, it is. It's a gay Fantasia. Batman has nipples. Batman, Batman has nipples on his suit. And Joel Schumacher, which, by the way, directed some That's great why films. I love it so much. It reminds me of you. It just there's such aggressive nipples <laughs> in it. It was a it was a bastardization of what Batman stands for. It was it was too. So is that to you like the live action like Disney? Is that that to you like? Uh, yeah, that's like Batman and Robin is what this live action Disney Beauty and the Beast was to you. It's like a, just a joke. It's like, oh, give me a fu-. Batman's parents were killed, like slaughtered mercilessly. Like an institution, like- and then you're like making them like a joke there. Like and then also just ridiculous. Like none of this is set in the real world at all, at all anymore. <laughs> that's right. Robert Pattinson's Batman was good. You could actually like, OK, I'm starting to believe this could happen. It was in a better voice. Christian Bale's voice is just so. The thing is, Christian Bale's voice sounds like a parody voice of like. Rachel! 
I'm just, it's such, like, it's just such a, a creepy, bad voice. It's just such Bane. an insanely bad voice. Or like, Bane's where like, like all of this over all this is one of the most unrealistic parts of this movie oh i'm sorry this billionaire was after maggie gyllenhaal not her brother who's infinitely prettier than she is katie holmes played that role in the first batman and then they switched it to maggie gyllenhaal in the second one which I'm just like, oh, why? Like, well, do you think Chris Nolan was like Katie Holmes can't act? Do you think that's why she got kicked out of Batman Begins? I'm just like, I don't or know. The second that Batman Scientology that powerful that they like got her fired, and they're like, you know what's a what will be a bigger affront to her? We're not, <laughs> we're not replacing her with someone like Megan Fox or something like. We're replacing her with Maggie Gyllenhaal, and that to me would just be like fucking kill me, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying, but Maggie Gyllenhaal pulled off the role. Like she pulled it off. I thought she was good. I thought she was good. She was good at the acting part of it. I know what you're saying. Like he, Batman can do better. I know what you're saying. The Batman can do better. Of, of the part of it, you know, not the, the oh, part, but oh she's my good God. at the acting. I like that you like the acting part, which is. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not. Listen, I don't go by looks. I go by what's inside. And she, she was a great Rachel in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman, the Dark Knight. Okay. Anyway, so we go back to Paris. These be these... a little bit darker in those in those rooms. In uh, anyway, the whole point right. is all these kids, the other kids that are like stuck in this room. Buzz is like, you know, they're like, you're not worried that something might happen to Kevin. And he's like, no, for three reasons: a, I'm not that lucky; two, we have smoke detectors; and d, we live in the most boring street in the United States of America, where nothing ever remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. And then we cut to McAllister House. The pizza boy hits the statue again. Pizza boy picks up the statue. He arrives to the front, the back door, where he reads a sign saying, "Where he goes to the front door, reads a sign saying back door." Pizza boy arrives at the back door and knocks on the door, and all of a sudden we hear Johnny go, "Who is it?" And we notice it's the voice from the film that Kevin was watching earlier. And the pizza boy's like, it's little Nero, sir. I have your pizza. Leave it on the doorstep and get out of here. And the pizza boy's like, okay, but what about the money? What money? Well, you have to pay for your pizza, sir. Is that a fact? How much do I owe you? That'll be $1,180, sir. And Kevin sneaks $12 from the bottom of the door. And Johnny goes, keep the change, you filthy animal. And pizza boy goes, cheapskate. And Johnny goes, hey, I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keista off my property before I pop your guts full of lead. One, <laughs> two, ten. And then gunshots sound. And the pizza boy is permanently scarred for life. He runs frantically off thinking he's been <laughs> shot at. Fucking kid. By the, way, the pizza boy doesn't report this and cops surround the house immediately. It's just, it's, it's great. Like the fact that there's no consequences is just this insane. Movie is like a very, it's like, pre 9-11, like we said. So well, it's, it's, like, it's very, it's, it's like, oh, it's like an adorable version of stand your ground. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like, that should be what this movie is called. But I'm saying like one, one bad move, this kid would have been just dead, just dead. Like where it's not funny anymore, where he's like, I got him. And then all of a sudden he misses one and the kid, they just snap <laughs> his, they just snap his neck and the movie's over. Like that could have been happening at any point in this movie of just like snap this kid's neck done. You know, like he's like, ha ha, I got him again. And he's all like, ah, nobody can ever <laughs> catch me. Little Kevin McCut, <laughs> you know? Um, 
So he's like a lovely cheese pizza just for me. Back to the airport in Paris. Kate's trying to like barter to get an airplane tickets from this old couple. And she does that. She gives away like a pocket translator, $500 cash earrings, a watch. These old couples take her like her, like her fucking like her Rolex $500 in cash, which like back then, like was like a what fucking $5,000. That like, would be worth Microsoft right now. Like does like her. She's like, you can take my wedding ring, and I'm just like, what she's giving away, and I'm just like, fucking, your husband isn't worth that much. Like, are you kidding? Your kid's gonna be fine for seventy two hours. What are you doing? What are yeah, you doing? You left off in the attic. Oh, because and spoiler alert: at the end, uh, she gets there, and like literally the whole family gets there. Spoiler: the whole family of five, like like minutes, minutes later, and the they took time. the flight she was supposed to wait and take the flight for. So once again, like I that and that pains me is like a like a true cheapskate where I'm like, oh man, like look at all this money they waste. And you're, and you're like, like and you're like as it's like you're like it truly pains me. It's like he tipped him two dollars. It's like come on, that's the company's job. You don't have to. You don't have to tip the employees. <laughs> there's a tip don't uh, you know like you'd be one of those people like i literally had one of those people like uh, uh that was told to me um at hooters as one of my tables and i wanted to be like okay cool well there's no snow in florida but thanks for tipping me nothing um can i be real oh, quick son of a bitch go quick i'm telling you quick I don't- um Okay, Annabelle's back. How was it? Number one, number two. What do we? What do we? Ryan, people, girls do not do number two. My Christmas wish came through. Yeah. <laughs> um, I anyways, we're back. Are you still reeling from my re? I I am still reeling from my reading. Your read? From my reading, reeling. Oh so, no, that's like I, I see. I like to me that. that really wanted to laugh and then i'm like i'm recording with ryan so that's not gonna happen that that like this is even worse by the way if somebody if like that's not even real to me like i feel like that's like you you can like just chuck that out the window you know i give you permission to not listen to that lady at all um but i'm telling you who's the most accurate psychic is the pet psychic who i'm so excited for you to read with i'm telling you she is the most accurate psychic i've ever used in my life and she won't tell you you're gonna die it would be amazing if your pet psychic was telling your pets of like you're she's always going to be there she's never going to leave you. Uh, she should she's never going to leave you're always going to have has she as she does she had done your horses yeah what did the horses say yeah she's done all my animals yeah but um, what did the horses say oh uh loki and drago that we did our we did their um things together and just so you know she can do as many animals as you want and it's in like oh i'm sure i'm sure she can she she, like drago's in weekly appointments because drago's (laughs) gonna need a lot of work we're gonna have to see drago weekly he's working (laughs) through a lot of uh a lot of issues right now i have to say it was because like loki was very much like buddy the elf where like loki was just like i love doing everything and i give 110 percent and i'm here to like help her transition was like her, her into the afterworld <laughs> he just said transition so i was like i don't i i could go so many ways <laughs> <laughs> and with drago um, like i have i have a huge boulder on like, my back she's like well drago she's like all right let's switch over to drago and she's like well he's a much different energy and drago i started with he goes i don't need a lot and i don't want to do a lot and she was like 
okay. And he's oh, like, maybe, maybe she was picking up on your energy. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, Loki was like, I like tell her I love her and that I'm so happy she's my, and I'm like, we went through this like whole reading and like, I just kept being like, well, like make sure you tell him how much I love him. And like over and over, I kept saying, I was like, so make sure you just, and I was like, so does he have like anything like to say? And she goes, he says he appreciates you. And I'm like, is there anything, anything else? And she's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> like, well, what do you want? What do you want? What do, do you want to hear? From I you? appreciate you. That's like something you write in, like a like a boss writes in, like a company card. Like I appreciate you, like Mary. Dude, like, this is getting like. I appreciate like, you. Stage five clinger. If Brooklyn, this is like, if Brooklyn said that about you, you would uh, fuck like. You would be I'd on under- I'd understand it. She's from a broken home. She, you know, uh, I split from her her mom, and like, you know, like, so I get it. I get it. Like, I just, I, he was like, I don't want to do what Loki does. I'd rather die. And I was like, okay, that's like dramatic. Like, and he's like, wait, she, the the horse said that you're making that part up. No, he doesn't want to. I'd do rather what, die. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to do what Loki does. He's like, I'd rather die. I don't want to do the same thing every day. Like Drago is like a very. He's like a grumpy old man. Like he is. Like he is just. Kind isn't of Drago the one you do the competitions with? Drago's who I fox hunt with, who was doing like, which he said he only likes his favorite thing was to do fox hunting because he liked quote the wild abandonment of it. Oh my god! It sounds like you actually did talk a lot with the pet psychic about. It. I thought you just said 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 a couple things, and now the horse is saying more things. No, he's. It was like a. It was like a very. It's like I. I love that he said it. He liked the wild abandonment of it, and he also said he goes. I. He's like I don't. Once I do something for the day, he he was like me when he said he's like I don't care about doing something. I'll do something. He goes, but once I've done something for the day and you put me away, don't come get me again. I've done my one thing. I'm not doing anything else. And I was like, I get that. Is that, like, is, that a, is that there. accurate? Is that accurate from how, how he actually behaves? Yeah, like he really, like he's, he's like a grumpy old man. Like when he's like, he's like, do not come get me for anything else. And I'm just like, if I already left the house one time today, I'm like, I no, I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. Dwayne Rock Johnson. I can't do a ton of things all at once. Are you kidding? No, I've already done something today. <laughs> like, so he love, was very how much? I love how much you've given this pet psychic. This pet psychic is like <laughs> like thousands of dollars, like like, like thousands and thousands of dollars. She now she psychic. does have a vacation home because of me. I mean, by the way, this side, this other psychic really blew it with you. Like she, if she had said like three nice things, me. she could have like she could have taken you for like thousands. She, traumatized me right like and like cynthia already like i mean cynthia was already wealthy before because she's a very successful businesswoman but it's like i will be with by the way cynthia your therapist a a very successful businesswoman not an actual therapist which is a fun fact (laughs) (laughs) oh she keeps asking what a podcast i should send of us together and i'm just like i don't know send this one i think this one is the one I think all seven parts of this will be the one. Um, so anyways, Kevin, uh, in a very I'm honest- I'm not going to know no matter what happens, I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm doing my one thing today. No, I got like eight <laughs> things today. Kevin goes, I didn't mean it. If you come back, I'll never be a pain in the butt again. I promise. Good night. And he kisses a portrait of his family and puts it under his pillow. And then the next morning, Kevin's singing in the mirror and he puts on aftershave again, this old bit, and screams in agony. He didn't learn the first time. 
repeating the same bit. I, I didn't realize there was so much screaming. But he's so, but he's so cute that it, it's like I, I think it's like entertaining. Like I, I would do that and it wouldn't be funny anymore. But, but it's, it's still like, cute. This is like I'm not. This is like a legitimate question. I'm not trying to be like what. Like what does like do you use aftershave? Like what does aftershave do? Like is that like uh, a no. Stuff that- use now i don't think people i mean there is it exists but you know no i mean like i just put on cologne or okay. my natural body odor <laughs> i was gonna say i do see like you like matthew mcconaughey where i'm just like nope deodorant like oh natural baby all right, all right we all know matthew mcconaughey doesn't shower like there's not even a doubt in my mind that he's like but he said that in his book he's like all oh, natural baby you know i came from the earth i'm gonna go to the earth baby all right all right all right <laughs> You know, in between uh, Time to Kill, I had to choose which movie I was going to do next. And I had a lot of scripts. So I took a bunch of ecstasy and <laughs> went to the jungles of Argentina. And then and there I figured I would do contact with Miss Judy Foster. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> He's the best advertisement for toothbrush. Green light. Green Remember light. when he said, he like skateboarding around with, tooth- with the toothbrush in his mouth? And I'm just like, oh, he made brushing your teeth look cool. It's not, but he made it look cool. Dude, he, I love, I, I tell you, that's like one of my favorite audiobook experiences is Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. It's great. It's great. It's like, it's great. He takes himself so seriously. I love it. And what was the most what, ridiculous part of like, what was the thing that surprised, like the most insane part that you read that you listened to? He was a foreign exchange student in college and he went to live with a family in Australia. And it was like a really weird, <laughs> weird family, but he was also super weird. And he had a lot of like run-ins with the dad. And like, he fat, like he got like really, he would just have like one salad a day and he got like really skinny and he would like enjoy like hour long bathtub sessions. And like he, I mean, it was just like turned him into a whole different person, but he was like that struggle, like taught him so much. I shit you not. It's like really bizarre. It's like a bizarre, you know, it's bizarre. And then his career is bizarre because he kind of fell into acting in a way. Like he, he showed up at like this audition. Like it was just, it was just happenstance. It's just wild. And it kind of set him on this whole path, but like, he would he would write these long meandering like poetic letters to people and like he, he really, it's very interesting. There's like a real artist in there, but it's like, also, you know, he'll probably be our president one day. Like, you know, he they said, remember when they thought he was going to run? I mean, I, I at first I was just like, you know what? Aren't you getting enough from these Lincoln commercials? Isn't that enough for you? Like, do you Lincoln. need it? But... <laughs> when, you're, when you're driving on the road. All right, all Ryan, right. I would love for you to do. Can you please reenact? Um, I want that to be a Patreon, another Patreon level. Can we submit commercials for you to um, reenact? Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, Lincoln. <laughs> There's nothing like driving at night, going 75 in your Lincoln suburban. <laughs> 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 oh my god okay so anyways kevin's back at the grocery store and he's asking the lady hey are these microwave dinners good and she's like i don't know and he's like i'll give them a whirl and then he holds up these action figures these little toy army he's like for the kids and then kelly scans the orange juice the uh, checkout girl and she's like hold on i got a coupon for that and kevin hands kelly the coupon and he goes it was in the paper this morning 
And, uh, you know, she pays and she goes, are you all by yourself? And it's like, no, ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? I can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. And then we cut to Kevin walking home with the groceries. They well, all like, Listen, lady, like I'm a fucking latchkey kid. Stop asking me. Just take my fucking money. Like, well, finally, no, no. Finally, one person in this fucking movie seems to care and ask a little kid a question of where's your parents? Look at you! You're like, oh, fine. This could. Well, this lady could have cracked the case. A, who are you, a Trader Joe's employee? You don't need my whole life story. It like, is weird though. Like, why wouldn't have this made the local news? Like, you know, a young kid has been home alone. But I guess it's only been a day, right? Like, it's only like two days. Like the, the entire time was like over a weekend. Like, right? Like, it wasn't that long. It was no. It wasn't that long at all. It was like what? It was. This took place over. This took place over one year. Um, it would have been funny if this was like Groundhog's Day, like a home alone Groundhog's Day where he wakes up and then like Kevin learns French and he like he's like at the end, he's I've also never seen that movie, which is I love Bill Murray. Oh my god, Groundhog's Day is amazing. I would never recap that movie with you. It, it would, it's too and like the repeating scenes in that would be insane. Um Kevin goes down to the laundry and the furnace is making noise like the devil again. And Kevin goes, shut up. And the furnace stops making devil noises. Like he faces his fear while he's doing laundry. And it was great. And it was like uh, a, my brave little toaster moment where he was just like, that was like, a, you know, like a scary appliance. But yeah, no, I, but I think those are the, like, I used to do that when I was a kid, this was before home alone. I would run into the house when my parents, or I was a key kid. I'd be like, I've got a big gun. You know, I would like announce myself when I came into my house, just in case any burglars were in there, they would know a kid was packing <laughs> the gun, you know? And then you would hear them laughing hysterically and they're like, oh no, this family already has, the, this family is already sad enough. We can't take anything. Sorry, but kid. But I, I was also like, I did that thing where I would like pretended I was stabbed one time when my parents walked in. I like, like played dead and put ketchup over myself. <laughs> yeah. I like that you say it like it's like a normal thing. Like you know that thing kids do where they pour themselves ketchup. When you pretend you're dead and you put <laughs> corn syrup, what is it? Corn syrup and red. What is that? No, it was ketchup for me. It was ketchup. But I, by the way, that worked on my my dad last Thanksgiving. I did the same thing where I acted like I I go, oh, I'm gonna get a glass of wine, and then I came out and I had ketchup all over my hands. I was like, ah, and my dad's like, oh no, oh god. I thought he was like Becky. We always knew it would happen. All right. <laughs> Um, I did that one time with red paint and then I, like, I, when I was like young, young, um, you know, like 33, like super young. Um, and like, then I realized it was like, oh, I almost killed RJ. Like where that would be like my fear of like, if I tried to like that, that would be it. Yeah, no. And it was like before my birthday party. And I was just like, I, and I was just like, oh my God, this is such a bad idea. Like he could have almost ruined my birthday party, Ryan. We're only, we're like, you know, (laughs) two people showed up. It was a huge success. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I was just like, oh no, like that could have gone um, really badly. Um, You did not kill RJ. So you're good. No, not then. Yeah, not yet. But I we, think that very uh, shows a lot of restraint of you using um, ketchup. Ketchup has never like I will eat ketchup like as a meal. Like it's not. Like oh, I, I love. Oh, yeah. It's not even. Uh, it's not. Yeah, I love. You know, my feelings for ketchup go way back. So it's not even. That's. It's always been there for me. Ketchup, and uh, I use ketchup on everything. Um, 
It's 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 a <laughs> powerful cough medicine as well. Um, anyways, the burglars, Marvin Harrier back outside and they're trying to get in again. And Marv is like, Marv's like at the end, and Marv goes, shit. And uh, and Kevin's like, oh no, they're here. And Kevin recognizes, you know, while he's doing the dishes that they're coming around the side of the house. And then Kevin goes back to this damn VHS tape, this Angels with Filthy Souls. And he's like, get the hell out of here. And Snakes is like, all right, Johnny, but what about my money? AC said you had some dough for me. Is that a fact? How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? And then Kevin takes a pot from the kitchen and puts it near the door opening. He's upstairs taking a bath. He'll call you when he gets out. Hey, (laughs) I tell you what I'm going to give you, Snakes. And Kevin puts the firecrackers and a torch in the fire pot. And Marv goes, Snakes? And Johnny goes, I'm going to give you the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good, keist off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. And the firecrackers go off. And uh, and the he's like, keep the change, you filthy animal. You know, and it's then, a scarier angel movie. <laughs> angels in the outfield? No, angels in America. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I, I love a good Angels in America joke. The only a good 1% of the audience will know what that is. Um, Harry's like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know who, but somebody just got blown away. Somebody beat us to the job. They're in there. Two of them, there was arguing. One blew the other one away. And he's like, who? I don't know. I thought I recognized one of their voices. And I heard that name Snakes before. And Harry's like, snakes, snakes, snakes. I don't know no snakes. Snakes, let's get out of here. And Harry's like, hold it. Let's wait and see who it is. We work this neighborhood too. Supposing the cops finger us for a job and they start asking us questions about a murder in the area, wouldn't it be nice to have a face to go with the questions? That's a good idea, Harry. Of course it's a good idea. Snakes. He sounded like a snake. Anyways, so the agent, we're back in Paris and Kate's like, God damn it, I need to get home. And the agent's like, I'm sorry. It's like a button, you know, that classic, uh, you know, airplane overwork day. It's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. We can't do anything for you. Um, yeah, not having any of her sob story. Well, like, she's over. She's here in Scranton now. She's like, she's like, where the hell even am I? And she's like, he's like, Scranton, ma'am. And she's like, I am trying to get home to my eight-year-old son. And now that I'm this close, you're telling me it's hopeless. <laughs> this is Christmas. This is a season of perpetual hope. And I don't care if I have to get on your runway and hitchhike. If it costs me everything I own, I have to sell my soul to the devil himself. I'm going to get home to my son. <laughs> do it. She goes, do it, do it, do anything, do it, do it. And Gus, played by John Candy, who is just one of I the love. damn finest actor. Like, so, like, I just would have loved to have seen what he would be doing today. Like, he would be playing funny grandpa role. Like, uh, you know, he's just- I love the, him so much. Like, I find him incredibly, like, like how can you not love- like, Oh, he's just amazing. And my amazing, he's like, excuse her. Can you excuse us for a sec, please? Can I, uh, can I see you for a second, please? Excuse us. I couldn't help, but here you got a little bit of a dilemma there. We got a, we got a crisis ourselves. Allow me to introduce myself, Gus Polinsky. How are you? And uh, he's like, poker, <laughs> poker king of the Midwest? The Kenosha Kickers? That's okay. I thought you might have reckoned. Anyways, I had a few hits a few years ago. That's why, you know, Poka, 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 you know, no? Okay, Twin Legs Poka, Yamahoozy Poka, a.k.a. Kiss Me Poka, Poka Twist. Uh, anyways, and she plays a- she's, she's like, these are songs? Yeah. Like, she's just like, and I guess that whole, ep- like, all of their scenes were, like, improvised because they are, like, masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's... It, uh, they were in Second City together. They did SCTV, which was like a. God, those popular... Canadians are talented. Yeah, I mean, truly, they're just like infinitely better than us in everything. 
She's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, they were songs, some, some fairly big hits for us, you know, in the early seventies. Yeah. We sold about 623 copies of that. And Kate goes in <laughs> Chicago and he goes, no, Sheboygan. Yeah. Very big in Sheboygan. They love us. I say, she's like, I'm sorry. Did you say you could help me? Anyway, I'm rambling on here. Our flight was canceled. So we got to drive, <laughs> see the guy in the yellow jacket over there. He's going to run us a nice big van and we're going to drive to Milwaukee. Now I heard you had some problems getting to Chicago to see a kid or something, to see your kid or something. And he's like, my son, we left. He goes, Oh geez. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. It's on the way to Milwaukee. And so they offer to give her a ride. If they, if she doesn't mind going with some polka bums and we cut back to McAllister's house and they look at it. Would you have taken, like, I would have taken that in like, I would have taken like polka people, like no problem. Cause when I was like, if you don't mind riding with, you know, a bunch of Christian rock singers, I'd been like, I'm good. Actually. Yeah, I was, like, yeah. he, can, he can wait, you know what, he can wait, you know, he can wait a, another week or so. I don't need it. Like I'd rather take a trip with fucking like, I hope you don't mind, you know, riding with a bunch of juggalos than if I was riding with a fucking Christian rock group. Been like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, no, it. uh, what, would, what group would you not ride with? Like what, what, what would be like a music that you were like, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, it was like, listen, we're just going to play the podcast. Our own compliments the whole time. I oh, hope, you, you know, I think it would be like, Oh, who, that's a great question. Like it's the only type of questions I ask Ryan. It's a really hard hitting. Um, no, it would. Christian Rock Ronan one. Farrow, but more important. I think pop country is like really like somebody in the pop country field would be hard for me potentially. Like stadium like, country, like Keith Urban. No, I love I love Garth Brooks, as you know, but I I think like what about what about if you were riding with Garth Brooks? What if Brooks? <laughs> that's the other Ryan Bailey. I think um, what is the oh, not oh, not Brooks oh, and Don, but what are those other goofballs? What's pop like, country? What's pop country? Pop country is is like where it's like power chords, and it's like not like Johnny Cash or you know like kind of more like you know alternative country. Um, I'm trying to think what would be. I was gonna say I'm like Johnny Cash isn't a good listen. I mean to tell you the truth, I'd probably fucking Ouija board. No, I'd like, probably I'd probably I'd probably do a ride with anybody. Like I I I don't think there's anybody that I would. Um, Are you talking about like, oh, what is it? What's the one who does like save a horse ride? Was it Brooks and no? Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Well, I said Brooks and Dunn a second ago, but there's another, they're always like teams of like one has like really bleached hair and then one has like a curly Q mustache. Like they're always like weirdly dressed and you're like, oh shit. Like that's an actual (laughs) thing that's insanely popular. And you're like, I have no concept of what this is. What about Rascal Flat? That's what I'm thinking, Rascal Flats. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, Rascal Flats. You a rascal? Is one name is what is one guy's name Rascal and the other Flats? Oh, Flats! Oh, stop thought, it, Rascal! Like, I thought they had originally. I thought they were the ones who originally sang um, the "Life Is a Highway" song, and then no, they did the remake. Tom Cochran did the original. Guy, I learned that. They weren't even the ones who sang like "Life Is a," which I thought was like a horrible song in general. But I'm like, oh my god, oh, this is a great song. horrible song. Tom Cochran wrote "Life Is a Highway," and then it was remade by uh, what wait, it? Tom Cochran? Yeah, this guy Tom Cochran in the like with a C or Hawk? Yes, C. It was like ninety. What came out? Nineteen ninety four. It was in the wait, same so year as like "Bitch" like, by Jose Meredith Hall? Brooks. Like who is? I'm a bitch. I'm a- I love that. I love that song. I bought that cassette. Yeah, but it was in, I think, in that same time frame for music. Tom Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E. I'm almost positive, but that was like his big hit. 
Is he related to Johnny Cochran? No, he's white. He was like a white British dude, I think. Of course, that's why you're a fan of him. I should know. Uh, Tom Cochran. Let me see. I'm, I think I'm remembering this correctly. Oh, my God. He's still he's a Canadian musician. Oh, of course. Oh, well, he's almost okay, 70 years Canadian old. Country. And yeah, he did. Life is a highway. <laughs> all night long. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Marvin and Harry are trying to break in again, or like they're walking to see who the kid, and they notice it's a kid, and Marvin's like, "Oh!" And Harry's like, "Look at this! Look at this! I think we're getting scanned by a kindergartner." And Kevin sees Joe Pesci in the like little ornament that he's uh, putting on the tree, and Kevin's like, "Dad, can you come here and help me?" And Harry's like, remember that kid we saw the other day? He lives here. And Marv's like, if the kid's here, the parents got to be here. And Harry shakes his head. He's like, he's home alone, which is also the title of the movie that we started eight hours ago. And then we cut to Marv and Harry walking to the van. And he's like, Marv's like, what? You want to come back tonight? And Harry's like, "Uh uh-huh. Even with the kid here? Uh Uh-huh. I don't think that's a good idea. Look. This house is the only reason why we started working this block in the first place. Ever since I laid eyes on that house, I wanted it. So let's take it one step at a time. And Kevin overhears all this. He's like, we'll unload the van. We'll get a bite to eat. We'll come back about nine o'clock. And Kevin's like, nine o'clock. And this way it's dark then. And Marv's like, yeah, kids get scared of the dark. You're afraid of the dark too, Marv. You know you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Not, not, not. You are so. And Kevin goes, Marv, where are you? He's afraid of the show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because that was a genuinely scary show that I was terrified of. It was scary, some of it, yeah. But do you, did you ever see the episode where she turns into a chameleon in the shower? No, no. And she like she dies as like a like a gecko, like a as a, like a lizard. I'm not kidding. Like it's like a twin thing, and she dies as like a not and not a cute one, like the Geico gecko. It was like a That's bad. I was like, the <laughs> <Geico horrifying>. gecko. <laughs> she was just like, listen, she was making that much money in commercial residuals. <laughs> he's actually like such a cute, like that, like he's, oh, he's so cute. But no, that, that show is like genuinely, those are a bunch of scary Canadians. I look back now, it's like, if you hear them, like the, the like their accents, it's like they're dripping maple syrup, but it's oh, like you're doing there, boy. scary at the time. Um, we cut to uh, Kate, Kevin's mom, in the back of the U-Haul truck with Gus and the Kenosha Kickers, and they have like a cute little conversation. Um, or there, that's where she is right now. And uh, then Can you do their we, conversation. Will you tell them their conversation? Well, they actually because they, we cut to Kevin walking outside. He meets an elf, and like Kevin goes to meet Santa Claus to ask for help and to ask like you know to get his parents back. And they close up shop for the night, but then this, this is actually really cute. Uh, she brings the uh, the kid over to this Santa named Chris, and he's getting into like his Chevy Apollo or something. Yeah, like just gotten like a parking ticket. She was like, "I think you can catch him." Like before, and Kevin's he gets like, "Santa, hold on, can I talk to you for a minute?" And he goes, "Make it quick. Santa's got a little get together he's late for." And Kevin's like, "Okay, I know you're not the real Santa Claus." And Chris is like, what makes you say that? Just out of curiosity. And Kevin goes, I'm old enough to know how it works, but I also know you work for him. I'd like you to give him a message, which I thought it was very smart writing because it was like admitting that like kids seeing this movie are probably old enough to realize something's (laughs) up, but still believe in Santa Claus a lot of the times. And like, there is a thing that parents like try to hold on to this lie so tightly that they're like, you know what? I remember my mom told me I helped Santa Claus. Like that was the first when I found out, she was like, well, Santa does exist, but we help him. 
Did I ask Jeff or was it you? Like what age did you find out about him? Uh, About Jeff? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors. And we have two amazing ones today. Uh, So Bad It's Good this week is sponsored by Rocket Money. Now, Rocket Money is actually a product that I use. And it is really cool. They've been with us once before. And, okay, so they used to be called uh, a company called Truebill. Uh, and now they are known as Rocket Money. And this is great. So are you wasting money on sub- subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. I've been trying to clear up space on my phone because I've been telling you I'm out of space. And I've been deleting all of these apps. And I didn't realize how many subscriptions I have to things that I had completely forgotten about. And that's where Rocket Money comes into play. So maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. So there's this great app that I am using now that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I'm going to no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. And that's what I was just talking about. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Do you know how much money your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around uh, 80 bucks a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus dollars. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. So there's, there's this app that I'm using once again called Rocket Money, and it solves all of these problems for you. This app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. They do this, folks. They truly do double charge you sometimes. So to cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press, and I know this is going to sound hard for you guys, you just have to press cancel on the Rocket Money app. It takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Uh, That's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now. One more time. Say it with me, rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Go check this out. I really do think it's an amazing product and it does help the show when you go check these things out. Go try it. Why not? Like it really does. It actually does work. So I, I am a total believer in this, in this product. Also, as well as my next product, you guys know how much I geek out about this company. I have talked about this company on the show now a couple times, and it bought, like I'm so excited that they're a sponsor, uh, Masterclass. Masterclass is with us once again, and Masterclass is truly, I think, one of the best gifts you could give somebody, but also one of the best last-minute gifts you could give somebody. I'm actually getting this. I cannot stress what a special product Masterclass is. These are classes taught by world-renowned people in their field. You can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. So you can learn from Chris Jenner. Yeah, the one and only Chris Jenner, who I talk about all the time. Chris Jenner teaches a class called On the Power of Personal Branding. And it is truly incredible, folks. I was talking about this when they showed it on the Kardashians this season. Um, but it is really, I'm going to get into it in a second, all the different classes she has within her uh, her master class. It is just truly awesome. But they also have over 180 classes from a range, uh, from 
a range of world-class instructors, you know, that thing you've always wanted to do, it's closer than you think. And Masterclass is truly here to help. My Masterclass experience, now I have about 10 classes in my queue right now. Uh, everyone from Steve Martin to Judd Apatow to Werner Herzog to Bob Iger, the head of Disney. I mean, you really have a front row seat. To, I mean, the Duffer brothers who did Stranger Things. You have so many amazing people. You have Doris Kearns Goodwin, who is one of my favorite, favorite uh political historian writers out there, she does a class on Masterclass. And it's, uh, so Chris Jenner, let me tell you, I'm taking that one right now. And within her lesson, within her class, there are 12 classes within that Masterclass. And there are titles like um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, How It Started, Consider Your Target Audience, Social Media, Owning It, Come on, Lisa Reno, we love it. Uh, there's a class visual storytelling that Chris teaches. Uh, monetize your brand. I mean, listen, this hits me in the pop culture feels completely, but also this is somebody that really does know their stuff. I would give anything to learn from Chris Jenner, and I actually have a front row seat to do it through Masterclass. Um, so I... I'm going to actually probably be doing a Patreon on Masterclass because I think the Chris Jenner one especially is so cool to talk about because there's so many little nuggets within. And remember, Chloe even shows up and she gets interviewed at the end on a huge 45-minute interview at the very end of this Masterclass as well. Um, and you can stop and start at any time. Remember that. You don't have to do this all at once. You can stop and start. Like I said, there's so many lessons. And this thing, it's like... You're just given all of this knowledge and the freedom to poke around and learn from the greats. I mean, that really is one of the coolest gifts you could give someone. I really think this is the best gift. And like I said, last minute gift too, that you can sign up your friend, your family member, even yourself at a moment's notice. And you can start learning that day. Chris Jenner for me was a perfect place to start because it kind of focused on a lot of the things that I'm trying to do. It's like she teaches about finding and defining your personal brand, uh, like identify, target, and connect with your audience, which I'm trying to do on a daily basis, monetizing your brand through social media, which I try to do with the Instagram, uh, create a brand that's honest and successful, um, getting ahead with social media hacks, uh, delivering consistent content that viewers will love, um, and how to generate maximum likes, comments, and engagement. These are things that Kris Jenner thinks about. And you're, of course, obviously, right? They're the Kardashians. Um, and I think it's awesome because you're learning from someone that is a proven successful entrepreneur. Um, a lot of these things are antidotal. She's telling stories about her career. And i that's the thing that, like, as a pop culture historian, I love to hear that. I love to hear personal stories. Uh, this is the one I started with, and I think it's a perfect one. But like I said, I'm going next to Steve Martin's. And I'm so, you know, I'm a Steve Martin just geek. And let me just take you to his. This is how quick you can get to theirs. Um, you just go to your library. I have it in here. You type in the old uh, Steve Martin and it pops right up. Steve Martin, of course, teaches comedy. And you, there's even a class guide you uh, you open up with supplemental materials for Steve Martin's comedy course. And there is 25 classes within his master class. I am geeking out just looking at all of these. He teaches story techniques, screenwriting case study, Roxanne. He uses the movie Roxanne, editing, uh, writing case study, meteor shower, which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds exciting. Steve's comedic inspirations. Listen, this is just... 
I mean, this is, I was so excited when I got them as a sponsor because I just wanted to do all of these classes. So it was like my dream. So I'm hoping some of you guys feel the same way because you really, really should. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash so bad today. That's masterclass.com slash so bad terms apply. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, a couple years ago <laughs> on Instagram, he was showing his pubes on Instagram uh, like he tends to do. No, it's uh, Santa. Uh, probably like 12 or 11, you know, probably in that time frame, 11, probably, maybe, eh, probably 11, I bet. What about you? Um, Like, what age are you? I, I don't know. What age are you like in third grade? Like, I remember I was like the last one out of like people in my like class or like friends to get it <laughs> you like where like, nancy was like this is embarrassing it at this point it's like you're the last one who believes so it's like there's no santa and i'm like i was like i it's like i came out of that psychic i was just like I, my entire worldview like had changed yeah 
be devastated. Yeah. No. Um, did you? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of carried on pretty bravely. I was like, I still get the gifts. Like the gifts don't change. <laughs> the gifts stay the same. You're telling me the gifts stay the same. And I don't want to believe I don't have to sit on the dude's lap anymore. Like you're like, <laughs> like that sounds okay with me. And then I just, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to tell my sister. You're like, I mean, it's, I mean, old men keep asking me to still sit on their lap and I'm just like, you know, okay. And Bill and Becky were fine with it, but no, I, I've, ne- I've never, realized. I wish. But, but they never brought me, Nancy, I guess, brought me to the mall, uh, once or I think I guess like my aunt who they no longer speak to brought me to the mall once and Nancy like was like so upset when she found out but like they never brought me to like the mall to like do like that Santa thing ever why I guess like she was just like against it like like I know that now it's like a thing where people are like post like all the pictures where like they're like kids are crying or like corporate but yeah Nancy was like never like that was like I I don't think I any pictures with Santa Maybe because it maybe if it had been like a more of a father Christmas instead of like a Rudolph Santa, like I would have had pictures. Um, but I had nothing. <laughs> she put um, me I was like, I have a bunch of pictures with Krampus, though. She brought me to take pictures with him every year. <laughs> um, okay, so Kevin's like, okay. Okay, so this is extremely important. Would you please tell him I'm Kevin McFallister? Right, six... Don't are you? Do you have to pee again? No, I just I just feel badly for you. Like no, watching, no. like watching Ryan. I like you really could be a. Kindergarten. I'm not. I really am not. Uh, like you, Ryan, I could be a kindergartner. No, Ryan. here here's what I thought. I think about. I thought about this specifically yesterday. It's <laughs> podcasting gold for like. I mean, like a lot of it's podcasting gold, but it's like it's like working with a bucking bronco like it, it's a you know it's like you just like you just have to hold on you can't control you gotta let it just ride the wave like just ride the wave just see because at a certain point you just you're not going to be able to control it so you just try to like enjoy it while it lasts and you know like the, it's riding the wave <laughs> So, uh, and I'm, and I'm still holding to this stupid notion that I'm going to like finish the movie that I'm going to like finish. You're still chasing that dragon. I'm chasing the dragon (laughs) that I'm going to finish a movie you've all seen before and know by heart. (laughs) He says, I'm Kevin McAllister, 671 Lincoln Boulevard. Okay. This is extremely important. Would you please tell him instead of presence is here? I just want my family back. No toys, nothing, but Peter, Kate, Buzz, Megan, Lenny, and Jeff, and my aunts and my cousins. And if he has time, my uncle Frank. Okay. And, uh, you know, he gives the kid a couple Tic Tacs because he doesn't have any more candy canes on him. It's a cute scene, but also this is another opportunity for an adult to be like, where's your family kid? Like where, what's going on? Like, tell me the real, yeah. the real shit. Like, Oh, like about here, at 9 PM. There's a couple burglars coming in my pocket. Yeah. So then he goes in. Okay. This is the, we're going to super speed after this scene. This is the last scene I will fully read. And Kevin's in church and it's like a really creepy empty church where a full choir, there's like a full fucking choir of kids singing only like seven people. Only, this. this is a creepy church. I think only se- only seven people, church. seven or eight people in the audience. One of them is Kevin and old man Marley goes, uh, he's across and he like looks at Kevin nods and old man Marley comes closer to him. And he's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And Kevin has a confused look on his face. Like, may I sit down? There's my granddaughter up there, the little redhead girl. She's about your age, you know what? And Kevin's like, no, you live next to me, don't you? And Kevin nods. Well, you can say hello when you see me. You don't have to be afraid. There's a lot of things going on uh, around about me, but none of it's true, okay? And Kevin nods and he goes, you've been a good boy this year? I think so. 
You got a tight little tight little buttock? No, he goes, he goes you, you swear to it? He goes, you swear to he it? He goes, you've and, been a good boy? Do you not want to be? Yeah. <laughs> I can help you. Well, I like bad boys too. Yeah. Like, I, there's a lot of things going on about me that aren't true. I never said that about Jewish women. I promise. I, I know this. Stop those rumors. I know there's one bad boy, the Bad Boy Podcast. Seen little thick legs <laughs> on a tiny little wiener, and uh, it's uh, all taped up. And uh, you can't <laughs> do it. It'll get uh, tapes up his urethra. <laughs> uh, um, old man Marley goes. Uh, he goes. You swear to you swear to being a good kid. And Kevin goes, No. And he goes. I had a feeling. Well, this is the place to be if you're feeling if you're feeling bad about yourself. And Kevin goes, It is. I think yeah, so. Church can make you feel worse about yourself. And Kevin <laughs> goes, Are you feeling bad about yourself? And old man probably is like, no. And he goes, and Kevin's like, well, I've been kind of pain, uh, kind of a pain lately. I said some things I shouldn't have. I really haven't been too good this year. I spread a lot of vi- uh, vaccine misinformation. And uh, old man Marley's like, yeah. And Kevin's like, I'm kind of upset because I really like my family, even though sometimes I say I don't. Sometimes I even think I don't. Do you get that? He goes, I think so. How you feel about your family is a complicated thing, especially with an older brother. Well, deep down, you'll always love him. But you can forget that you love them. You can hurt them, and they can hurt you. And Look that's at just, John Benet and her old that's, In the blink of an eye, you can make one fall, <laughs> and then you have to deposit $57,000 into a bank account. That's not just because you're young. You want to know the real reason? Why, you want to know the real reason why I'm here right now? And Kevin goes, sure. I came to hear my granddaughter sing, and I can't come hear her tonight. And Kevin's like, you have plans? No. I'm not welcome at church. No, you're always welcome at church. I'm not welcome with my son. Years back before you and your family moved on the block, I had an argument with my son. How old is he? He's grown up. We lost our tempers. And I said, I didn't care to see him anymore. He said the same. And we haven't spoken to each other since. Well, if you miss him, why don't you call him? Why don't you shut up, little kid? Well, he Stop told giving me, he me was advice. a homosexual, and I'm not gonna, <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna stand for I that. I know that flimflamsy homosexual stuff. I'm not into it. He goes, I'm afraid if I can call, if I call my son, he won't talk to me. And she goes, he goes, how do you know? Well, I don't know. I'm just afraid he won't. No offense, but aren't you a little old to be afraid? Well, you can be a little old for a lot of things. You're never too old to be afraid. And Kevin goes, that's true. I've always been afraid of our basement. It's dark. There's weird stuff down there, and it smells. Uh, it's like that sort it of thing. It smells like it's you bot- a little bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but- like, don't worry. I'll take it down to your basement. I'd like to see it. Yes. Sometimes we all have basements within ourselves. So he goes, uh, Kevin goes, it's bothered me for years. Basements are like that. Well, I made myself go down and do some laundry and I found out it's not so bad. All this time I've been worried about it. But if you turn on the lights, it's no big deal. What's your point? My point is you should call your son. What if he won't talk to me? At least you'll know. Then you can stop worrying about it. Then you won't have to be afraid anymore. I don't care how mad I was. I talked to my dad, especially around the holidays. Well, I don't know. Well, just give it a shot for your granddaughter anyway. I'm sure she misses you and the presents. Well, I send her a check. Well, I wish my grandparents did that. They always send me clothes. Last year, I got a sweater with a big bird knitted on it. Oh, that's nice. Not for a guy in the second grade. You can get. He goes, don't worry. Like I'd that. never send you clothes. I'd never tell you to put clothes on. <laughs> Any dad. <laughs> the opposite. You don't have to put on clothes. Yeah. We can go to down to your basement. Uh, cops. You, you have the address. Guy. You have <laughs> Annabelle's address. Sir. Old man Marley's like, uh, he goes, yeah, I have a friend who got nailed because there was a rumor he wore dinosaur PJs. And old man Marley's like, you better run along where you belong. Think about what I said. All right. And Kevin goes, you better okay. Show me your PJs so I can make sure they're not. <laughs> yeah. Don't have dinosaurs. <laughs> old man Marley goes, he was nice talking to you. And Kevin's like, nice talking to you. And uh, and Kevin goes, what about you? And he goes, me? 
Yeah, you and your son. Well, we'll see what happens. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And then he goes to the house. He goes, this is my house. I have to defend it. And then all of a sudden, he's worked on this, like, battle plan, this drawing that, like, is very involved. Like, it's, like, all the... colors, and it looks like... like (laughs) It's like the Mean Girls, like, the thing that Janice Ann draws at the cafeteria of, like, it's, like, all the different things, but there's different rooms. He has an evacuation. He has a safe house. It's, like... Tell he's ready for the purge. This, I mean, this kid is really artistically like so. We get to this whole like uh sequence where like you know we see a tarantula crawling. Um, Kevin grabs a soldering iron off the grill. Kevin spills water on the stairs outside to make him ice. He's putting little toy cars around. He's putting tar in the basement steps. He's like tapping in a nail. He has a rope attached to him as he climbs a ladder to his treehouse. There's all this like shit happening. Placing Did ornaments. Did you know everywhere. anyone with a treehouse? I feel like that is is. I feel yeah. like that's a movie. Yeah. The Mulcahy's next door. The Mulcahy's next door. And the one that you were in love with? No, that was Rachel Beaker. Mary Mulcahy, the Mulcahy's next door, Patrick Mulcahy. Oh, that's the mom who like cut everyone else out and was like, my daughter's going instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They had a treehouse. And I remember when they were building it, that was like what I said, like kids with treehouses. Like I remember thinking, oh my God, I heard the treehouse and they're like, I was like, oh my God. That we can make it like three or four rooms. We put it underground. Like in your, your head, you don't understand. You're you were like, thinking of like Swiss Family Robinson. Oh like, yeah, I was there. I was like, okay. I was like, how much does a couch cost? Like, will, will we have cable in there? Like, I was thinking of like a separate facility, and I would daydream about this. Like, and then like this is even before I'm alone. I would be like, how can I get a rope from my house to the treehouse where I could just go directly in there? And it just turned out to be like you know four pieces of wood. Like I mean, it was like so basic, you know. But it was. It was cool, but like it wasn't what I had envisioned, you know? Yeah, it doesn't sound up to code. It doesn't sound like the okay, he's, you know, got the Someple- approval from it. Someplace where people couldn't hear you scream. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I mean, there was so much rope and duct tape and. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so he does all this stuff. Kevin takes out his macaroni cheese out of the microwave, eats like a nice Christmas meal. A lot of dairy. There's like a glass of milk, the mac, mac and cheese. And, and then Harry. That's a hard milk push. Do you remember like the got milk ads? Like with yeah. the Olsen twins and stuff. And I'm like, it was just such a gross. It's so. Disgusting. I think the milk industry took a huge hit, especially with the invention of almond milk and all, all the other, the oat milk. I think it yeah. really, California doesn't even have real milk anymore, I think. Good. It should be outlawed. I've, I'm sure that I'm sure that Aaron, what's his name? Who's Denise's husband is again. It's like, oh, the bitch. Don't talk about big dairy. Big, <laughs> big dairy's following me right now. Uh. So, yeah, it looks fucking disgusting. Who had milk with? Well, besides your parents on their first. That's insane. My parents met at her sister's funeral, and even I think your thing is weirder. Then. That your parents got having, married on uh, um, Halloween. No, oh my God! Your parents got married on Halloween. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <gasps> oh well, they only God, did that because dream. it was it was cheaper. It wasn't because they're like Halloween freaks or anything like that. Like, oh my they, God! No, that is my dream to be married on Halloween. No, I think my parents met at her sister's funeral, and I even I think your parents milk met your milk. Oh, yeah, we talked about that in one of the first of these. I think was this that this. That your parents about it on the first date, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that's just that's insane to me. It was a different time. It was you know right before Vietnam. It was it was interesting. People, <laughs> kids would go on dates, drink milk. That <laughs> that would be awesome if you pulled that uh, a guy pulled that on a date, like ordered a glass and be like, oh, she'll have a uh, a champagne and I'll have a glass of milk. 
I would, I would truly, I, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I have to use the restroom. Like I, or but, would it reverse uh, be like oh, this, this guy's an independent thinker. This guy's really interesting. I like to say that I'd be like, Oh, no way. But considering the people I've dated, I would just be like, <laughs> I like to think that I have like any standard. We would be like, no, no, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> um, like so, if dated an indoor homeless man, <laughs> I don't know why I think I'm above milk. Yeah. I'd been like, oh, you can afford milk. Okay. Yeah, by yeah. the way, this is <laughs> hey. the people you date this time of year, they're mall Santas. So you'd be alone <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're mall Santas or they're the yeah. old men in church who can't yeah. be children. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's very interesting about uh, older ladies. Yeah. Let me see. Let me. Oh, podcasting! You say that's very interesting. Uh, may I see one of your tatas? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Kevin like finishes his meal and he's like, he goes and gets Buzz's BB gun and he's like, "Don't get scared now." And Marv and Harry enter the back. They're trying to enter the back door. Harry knocks on the door. He's like, "Merry Christmas, little fella. We know that you're in there. That you're all alone." And Marv's like. Yeah, come on, kid. Open up. It's Santa Claus and his elf. We're not going to hurt you. No, no. We got some nice presents for you. Uh, be a good little fella now and open the door. And they're like, hee, hee, hee. And Kevin, we see the gun like stick out of the dog door. And where is uh, this dog? Probably because Kevin killed it. <laughs> Kevin ate the dog on first. By the way, the dog. Wait, that is a good. Where is the dog? Where is the dog? So Kevin shoots Marv in the forehead because like well, it's Harry. It's a very slow, it's like a Kyle Rittenhouse, like glory hole. Like that's how you can tell this movie was not made today because it would be like a real AK-47. But it's like through the doggy door and you see just this like gun slowly, like (laughs) out through this glory hole. And then it slowly goes to his like Joe Pesci's throat. And By by the way, the Ryan Bailey version of this movie, you'd see a, a, a boner stick out and get bigger. The, the porn star, Ryan Bailey, not me, Ryan Bailey. The, the I was bo- going to say, how would yours get through this fucking bo- dog door, Ryan? That's it's a- called it's called boner alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, he BB shoots him. But now I'm thinking it's funnier if it was like an actual gun and the two burglars just die. Like he's boom, boom. And uh, Mark's just- like, this little jerk is armed. And and Harry's like, that's it, that's it. I'm going in the front. You go down the basement, and we Mar- Marv slips and falls down the stair. Like he he's iced these stairs, so they're both like comedy ensues. They're trying to get in there. It's hysterical. I really. And then he also heated up the doorknob on the front door. So when Marv does that, get there, he puts his hand on the doorknob and he he brands himself with a big M for McAllister on his hand, which comes into play in Home Alone Two. Lost in New York. Oh, I and thought Ke- you were gonna say, which like was a meme, like, oh my god, he was like he pulled like a Pete Davidson. Now he's permanently branded like <laughs> he, goes, he goes, and Mars hand says, My girl's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin's like, Kevin goes, Yes, 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 yes. Kevin's all excited that he's harming these two older men. And Mars Marv- getting on his little boner, his <laughs> phone alone. <laughs> Marv gets into the basement finally, take off his shoes and socks because he's going up the stairs and he's painted tar on it. And then he's getting up like one at a time, like losing his shoes and socks, all that. And then Marv steps on a nail and falls on the basement floor. So funny. Oh man, it's like really, it's it's like really physical comedy. It is visceral. Like when you see it, you're like, oh, like, oh. 
but it continues because then like Harry gets in and he opens the door and like he's like, you're dead, kid. And Harry pulls a string. The, the Harry opens the door, which pulls a string and turns on a blowtorch on top of the cupboard and lights Harry's head on fire. And Harry screams in agony, which, by the way, I will say this. There is an article that I just read the other day where Joe Pesci um, said he got permanent damage from the stunts uh, with the hair in Home Alone. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bald. Joe Pesci does not look like somebody who would be fun on set. Like, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this was December 1st, 2022. Joe Pesci says he got serious burns to his head in iconic Home Alone scene. This just came out. It says Home Alone, but this is Home Alone 2 because they do the same burn prank in Home Alone 2. Okay. Joe Pesci, who portrayed criminal Harry Lime, is now 79 years old and the movie turns 30 this year. In the oh. second installment, um, you know, spoiler alert, he, you know, gets burned uh, with a blowtorch and he has to put his head, he gets burned and he puts has to put his head in the toilet. But Kevin has put a uh, flammable liquid in the toilet. So he puts his head in the toilet and it even lights up bigger on fire and sets oh his beanie on fire. And in the second film, you know, he, like, so his head's again. And he goes, in. Joe Pesci said, in addition to the expected bumps and bruises and general pains that you would associate with a particular type of physical humor, I did sustain serious burns to the top of my head during the scene where Harry's hat is set on fire. I was fortunate enough to have professional stuntmen do the real heavy stunts. Pesci also said that he did everything he could to make sure that the on-screen tumultuous relationship between Harry, Marvin, Kevin was believable. I intentionally limited my interactions with Macaulay Culkin to preserve the dynamic between his character, Kevin, and my character, Harry. People saying he didn't want to come across on the screen that we are in any way friendly. I wanted to maintain the integrity of the adversarial relationship, Joe Pesci <laughs> said. That's that's way too dark because it still comes off jokey. Like, it doesn't come, like, I, I'm never worried for Kevin, you know? Yeah, it's never, it's, yeah, it's not home invade. Like, he doesn't. I feel like they picked like the perfect looking guys. Like, who's, an like, actor oh, with no are... sense... who's an actor with no sense of humor? <laughs> like that doesn't air. Um, somebody who I would not take as like he was kidding would be like, um, oh, what's the what? Who has like the weird? Who is like with if Paul Giamatti was breaking into my house, I'd be like, oh no, I'm dead. Like he looks like somebody who. <laughs> <laughs> he looks terrible. like who would you pick as somebody who's like this is not a, a person who is fun at all I'm trying to think who's not who i mean i know this is there seems to be like there should be an obvious answer here but i'm trying to think who would not be like oh this isn't funny at all this is just really creepy like who's a uh like back in the day like who is that dad on big love not bill paxton but the the old creepy mormon guy He's like a very famous. Oh, I thought it was Bill Paxton on. No, no, he is the the main dad who was married to all the ladies. But remember the 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 father, the grandfather, the father. Oh, of the I way. didn't watch it. Oh. I was gonna say Kevin Sorry. Spacey, Forgot but I was like, like no, more Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey breaking into, a, breaking into uh, a kid's house. Yeah, Kevin Spacey uh, would be. Uh, no, he would actually probably be good at this, but because he was in that movie, The Ref, which you probably haven't seen, that he was like pretty funny no. as a burglar. Um, I'm trying to. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, who is just no sense of like Tom Cruise couldn't play this. Like Tom Cruise would go serious. Tom Cruise doesn't well, seem also to have like he's a real... the size of um, fucking Macaulay Culkin. So <laughs> it, I don't know if it would, 
Who would be this like, would it be like Robert De Niro? Would it be? Well, the thing is, Rob, oh, did you see that Robert De Niro was almost cat? Like he was one of the people who was like up for this role. Oh, really? Turned it down. And if if this came out now, Robert De Niro will take fucking any job. Like, yeah, Yeah, Robert De Niro wound up in the uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle film. Like, like years ago that fucking movie with Zac Efron and like that like I w- I would not be surprised if it's here's a 2023 prediction I would not be surprised if we see him as Colonel Sanders in a KFC commercial <laughs> I, really, I do not doubt that <laughs> like he will take oh any job you, right. wait you know who would actually probably play one of these guys in an update Michael Rappaport but it would like oh, he, <laughs> he has like that kind of like Joe Pesci like you little kid. Where he you looks don't like really, a mix between. You're not like really ever scared. You're not scared of Michael Rappaport ever. Like you're just. I'm scared of his him. opinions on Erica Jane, how he such yeah. a stand for her. <laughs> I'm scared of that. Anyways, these guys are getting like just thrashed by uh, Macaulay Culkin. What's going on? Did a spirit enter your room? What's going on? Are you having a stroke? No, there was just like a really loud. So, uh, okay. if, you, if you could get murdered during this, this would be so <laughs> this good be for so the, this would be good for the guys. Uh, part four is where it gets really good. Annabelle gets murdered in. Uh, I No, there was like a very loud noise, like a. Okay. Psychic okay. would have bored. The psychic would have bored. I was going to say, I'm just like, listen, it could be like, was it on days of our life? Who there was like Luke and Laura, where originally he was like her rapist and then they got married. Like I've, maybe your parents are there. Well, if they're moving, then there's really big problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I really have to go take care of something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Anyways, Kevin keeps taunting these burglars like, oh, no, I'm really scared. And Harry's like, it's too late for you, kid. We're in the house. We're going to get you. And Kevin's like, okay, come and get me. And Kevin flips a notch of the fan and runs away. And Harry goes, why you? And he walks into a glued plastic wrap. And then he goes, now you're dead. And then the string turns on the fan that blows feathers into his face. We cut to Marv entering the house from the window. He steps on the ornaments on the floor. Marv screams in agony. And Marv and Harry finally find each other. And Harry's like, why the hell did you take your shoes off? And Marv's like, why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? And Kevin's like, I'm up here, you morons. Come and get me. Harry and Marv slip on a bunch of toy cars at the front of the stairs. You guys give up or are you thirsty for more? And then yeah, Marv's they... like, he's he's barefoot, like he's fucking David Byrne from the Talking Heads. He's just like what? Wait, what a reference. Wow. I love that. Like you've not seen most like movies, but you're like, oh, like, stop making sense with uh David Byrne from the Talking Heads, 1978, directed by Jonathan Debbie. He just really uh, stood with me. <laughs> as the days go by yeah, i was gonna say just because i know that out. song <laughs> the same as it ever was same as it ever was kevin uh kevin's like heads up and he throws not my paint. beautiful house <laughs> this is where i left my kid this is not my beautiful wife who's trying to get home in a u-haul van <laughs> marv goes marv anyways crash these these cans of paint get smacked in their face and uh kevin's like yes and marv's like he's only a kid harry we can take him ah shut up will you and uh (laughs) harry goes what is it and marv's like you're missing some teeth and harry's like wait it's my gold tooth my gold tooth i'll kill him i'll kill him and you bomb me with one more can can i'll snap off your cojones and boil them in oil motor oil and this is when kevin which what he should have done the whole time dials nine one one 911 and it's like hello my house is being hello my house is being robbed my address is 656 lincoln boulevard my name is murphy 
And we cut Which to the I'm hallway. Like, why did you have to change your voice for 911? I don't know. Like, well, they send the cop to the other house. He sends the cop across the street. Oh, I did not get that. Yeah, the Murphy's oh, house. Oh, because he enjoys torturing these men so fucking much that he doesn't want to have to deal with the body bags. He's like, I'll send them <laughs> Because they'll be dead by the time yeah. the cops get here. <laughs> uh, because I'm sure they're busy, you know, chasing another kid with a toothbrush. So I got some time. But like, he's a little fucking sociopath. Where is the dog? Why is he doing all these elaborate traps? Why does he have a section? There's so many questions. A dog, instead of the paint cans, a dog's carcass hits them in the head. <laughs> like, no. Anyway, so he's he's going up to the attic after the phone call. And Marv's like, I got you, kid. And he grabs him as the kid's trying to get up the stairs. And um, and he's like, give me a hand. I got him. I got him. And Kevin's trying to reach the tarantula that he sees on the stairs. And Kevin finally like gets the tarantula, places the tarantula on Marv's face. Marv screams in fear as Kevin runs up the stairs. And um, and Harry's I guess like, they used a real tarantula for one scene. And it's like a fake scream because he couldn't really scream because of the tarantula scaring him. Like, wait, that, is that true? That was wondering because Daniel Stern, who plays uh, Marv, he gets the tarantula on his face and there's a close up of the tarantula on his face. And he does the biggest scream. Like it is the funniest thing. And I was like, how did they have a trained tarantula that did not get scared? They, that's what I had said online. So, you know, if it's online, it has to be true. Um, I also read it on, you know, parlor. So yeah, yeah. On, truth, on truth social, it says. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, for sure. Um, true. So that's what I saw online, but I could definitely be very wrong as I am with a lot of things. <laughs> uh, that would make sense, but it's, it looks so real. Um, Harry, Harry's like, uh, Harry's like, never mind that. How do you like it? You jerk. Get that kid. Get that kid. And uh, Kevin is gliding down a rope all the way to the treehouse that he set up across the from this place. Yeah, he mulans it like at the you know celebration for the emperor, and he like does pulls a mulan, and they like they fucking zip line like. It's- Kevin's like down here, you big horse's ass. Come and get me before I call the police. And Marv's like, let's get him. And Harry's like, wait, wait, just what he wants us to do. Go back downstairs, though, his fun house. So we got, we get all tore through his fun house. So we can get all tore up. He's going to call the cops. He's not calling the cops from a treehouse. Come on. <laughs> and they go out the window and Harry's like, uh, Marv's like, I'm not going out the window. Why are you scared, Marv? Are you afraid? Come on, get out here, get out. And they're, they're cr- crawling across the wind, like the, the, the rope, uh, the wire rope thing. And Kevin's like, Hey guys, check this out. And he has clippers to clip the rope. And there, and Harry's like, go back, go back, go back. And he cuts the, the, the burglars fall on each other. It's so funny. And the little kid, Macaulay Culkin, runs away to the next house. And he's like, hey, I'm calling the cops. And Kevin enters the Murphy house. He enters via the basement door, which is flooded because they're the wet bandits. Kevin runs up the stairs, opens the door, right as Marvin Harry are standing right in front of him. And he's like, hiya, pal. We outsmarted you this time. Get over here. And Marvin Harry hanging him by the sweater on the back of the coat hanger on the door. And Marvin's like, what are you going to do to him, Harry? We'll do exactly what he did to us. We're going to burn his head with a blowtorch. And we're going to smash his face with an iron. And then all of a sudden, enter old man Marley. Well, with no, I, you didn't. You missed Caroline, where he goes, I'm going to bite all your fingers off. <laughs> if I was uh, older, yeah. I'd be like, whoa, what? I, 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 and old man Marley I is completely. I, I didn't know we were eating his fingers. You like, can tell I didn't old know. man Marley is turned on completely. Yeah, because he was just like, I was about to hit. He's like, now I'm interested. 
uh, old man Marley smashes them with his shovel and, uh, hair, you know, it's really, it's great. It's, it, you know, old man Marley takes Kevin off the coat hanger is like, let's go, let's get you home. And all of a sudden, uh, the police cars arrive at the scene and Kevin's like, wow, this is great. And officer and old, Marley, like, old man Marley was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. My, my son called <laughs> yeah, on me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it's on me. Officer number one's like, nice move, guys. Always leave the water running. Now we know each and every house that you've hit. Harry looks at Marv shaking his head. And the officer's like, hey, you know, we've been looking for you guys for a long time. Marv's like, yeah, well, remember, we're the wet bandits. Wet bandits. That's W-E-T. And Harry's like, shut up, Marv, shut up. And officer one's like, hey, come on, come on. Hands off the head, pal. And he's, they're getting put in the light. Cut to Kevin putting milk and cookie out for Santa's. For Santa, Sorry. Anyways, the next scene is with Kate and Gus in the back of the U-Haul van. And it's basically like, she's like, I'm a bad parent. And he's like, no, you're not. We're on the road 49 year, 49 weeks a year. We hardly see our families. You know, Joe over there, gosh, you know, he forgets his kids' names half the time. Ziggy over here, he never even met his kid. Eddie, let's just hope none of them write a book about him. And uh, tell me you've gone on vacation and left your child home, she says. No, but I did leave one at a funeral parlor once. Yeah, it was terrible, too. It was all distraught and everything. The wife and I, we left that little tyke there in the funeral parlor all day, all day. You know, we went back at night when we came to our senses, and there he was. Apparently, he was there all day with a corpse. Now he, now he's okay. You know, after six, seven weeks, you know, he came around and started talking again. But he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> they get over it. Kids are resilient like that, which is just hysterical. By the way, they, you can't make jokes on top of a that hysterical model. That was my favorite line in the entire movie. John, he's just perfect. Perfection. Yeah, he's just great. It's like I can't even explain what. Like you got to watch just that scene because I, I would never. You know, it's like that. You can't. It's like you know, it's all like improv and like the six to seven weeks. He's like, nah, he was fine. You know, six seven weeks again. Like, you know, he like, was just so good. So adorable. He was my favorite part of Splash too. Like him and um Eugene Levy were like the best parts of Splash. But like, oh, junky, oh. So we wake up the next morning. It's been a snowy Christmas. It snowed all night. It's like a winter wonderland. Kevin wakes up excited, thinking his parents are going to be home, that Santa delivered his family. And Kevin wakes up and goes, Mom? 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 And it's like, and then Kate comes in. And we're like, Kevin? Kevin? And all of a sudden, like, you know, they see each other. And Kate's like, Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. And Kevin's like, where's everybody else? Oh, baby. There's a could- delay. Like, you have to, like, he makes her, like, wait. He, like, almost negs her a little bit. He, like, turns around. He gives her, like, there's, like. He's bad. He's, he's mad like, a little like bit. A, a few beats. Yeah, he's then, mad. like, her face, she's, like, so excited. And then, like, it cuts back to her face. And she's, like, disappointed of, like, oh, what if he's not going to yeah. run Like, she um yeah it's uh anticipate it's like you know the end of like homeward bound like there it's you know he's shadowy doesn't show up right away for yeah so uh but he does and then eventually right then and there two minutes later the whole family comes home and everybody's like oh we decided we all want to spend christmas together as a family and it's like dude it's just wild that the family like that really pissed me off like she like gets all of them on one on one flight, the 12 of them back. And she just gave away all that fucking money in her jewelry. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow. Like that's, it really stuck with me that part of it. Cause I was like, that's such a waste of a lot of resources, you know, like so much stuff. And Buzz is like, wow, congrats, Kevin. You, it's pretty cool that you didn't burn the place down. And Kevin's like, thanks Buzz. And 
Peter's like, oh, we took the morning flight. Remember the one you didn't want to wait for, which just goes to sh- that there's a little bit of like making fun of women in that line. I think that didn't need to be there. The you one you, you like, women that you weren't patient for <laughs> women be demanding and shopping. Am I right? Women, Am I right guys? women be shopping. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, Peter, Peter's like, Merry Christmas. In case like, Merry Christmas. Um, someone has to find an open store. We don't even have milk here. And Kevin goes, I went shopping yesterday. I got some fucking milk. Why are I got, some, I got, I drank all the milk, but I got eggs and popcorn softener. And Kate's like, what? And Peter's like, no kidding. What a funny guy. And I think that line, what a funny guy is like, oh, we were raising a serial killer. Like what a funny little guy that I never want to mess with. What else did you do while we were away? And Kevin goes, just hung around. And everybody laughs. He's like, like, he hung the dog. I mean, around. (laughs) Where's Sparky? Yeah. Um, Buzz goes, he went shopping. He doesn't even know how to tie his shoe. He's going shopping. Peter's like, honey, what's this? And he picks up the gold tooth that fell out. And we cut to Kevin looking out of the drapes to find old man Marley united with his family. He hugs his, he shakes his hand of his son, hug, hugs the wife, hugs the little girl. And it's really the old man Marley looks at Kevin and Kevin looks at old man Marley. And then all of a sudden we hear Buzz's voice, Kevin, what did you do to my room? And Kevin gasps and runs away. Oh my God, we did it. We did it. Oh my God. They said it couldn't be done. Oh my how God. Much, how was it? Eight hours? How many? I think this five and a half. Oh, this is, a, this is a blip. People are going to be like, wow, she said they put nothing into it. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so happy. I might, I'm getting emotional. People go through, like people do marathons. <laughs> people are, <laughs> you should, ch- what's Carol Radswell's time for the New York marathon? Yeah. I think we took longer. Oh, I feel like what Kate must have felt like seeing little Macaulay Culkin at home. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, I'll never watch this movie again ever. <laughs> By the way, this movie's only associated with bad memories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you guys, happy holidays. Oh, Merry Christmas. It's so if it is, funny. Uh, <laughs> I, just I hope like you enjoyed. Old man Marley hugged his son and his wife, and he's like, ah, the conversion camp I sent to him really worked. <laughs> now you're here with what should uh, be a wife and son. <laughs> Oh, you guys, I'm thrilled. Uh, we've done this. This, this was uh this was a quick one. This was a nice little thing to get you. We will be back on Monday with a pop culture roundup with a very special guest. Uh, and uh Annabelle, where where can people support you besides any kind of mental facility in there? I was gonna say, I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know Which, if I will have access to phones where I'll be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can go like pictures of Drago in his outfit um, on my Instagram at Annabelle DeSisto. And um, hopefully I can convince Ryan to let me post 20 minutes of this on my podcast. And so then it will shorten yours down to six no, oh, seven hours. No, 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 this is all of next week's shows. So this is uh this is this is what we do it for. Uh this is, wow. Um, um yeah, thank uh and you can go listen to Ryan on previous episodes of Adderall and Compliments. Yeah, Adderall and Compliments. Go subscribe if you haven't already. Uh for real. There's a, a, you know so many amazing um, guests on there. Are all the episodes still up? Um, yes. Okay. 
I didn't know if like I didn't know if like from the beginning like you could go to the um, very first episode yeah, of Adderall so and Goblins. Go uh, to any of the ones with Ryan um, and be you know equally disappointed there. Um, so uh, yeah, the ones with Ryan are obviously like the best. Oh no, God! No, you have I'm tons of great guests. No, I'm not saying that in a certain, I realize anything coming out of my face and my voice, it sounds sarcastic. No, but Ryan's uh, um, episodes are definitely some of my like top favorites. And that's where we started our movie thing. That's where I started for- What was the first movie? Twilight. Oh God, yeah. Those are, those were good ones. Those were, and those were kind of by comparison, very quick, like very quick. (laughs) Three hour little little dances. They're like had. commercials compared to this. <laughs> By the way, this is the only podcast where you're like, you know what? The commercials. Uh, when are the commercials coming? Are they are there going to be commercials? Uh, Annabelle, I love you. I'm going to rest up my voice I now. You. I'm so I, sorry. I will, ta- I will be talking to you uh, never again, but uh, hopefully we will hear <laughs> Annabelle very soon. And if not, Adderall and compliments is the podcast. <laughs> Uh, pray for her, pray with everything you got, you guys pray with everything that you got for her this holiday season. And, uh, we love you, but also really go check out Adderall and compliments. And I, we will actually talk to her very soon. So, uh, Annabelle, good night. Good night, Annabelle. Good night. And good luck, Ryan. Yeah, good night. Ryan, put a gunshot in here, right here, right here, put a gunshot. Betches.